This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the world of private equity. It's always fun to catch up with this next guest this time of year because it's around the time that he puts out his big, bold predictions, his outrageous predictions for private equity for the coming year. We're talking about Antoine Drian, chairman of Triago. He's here with us in our Bloomberg Interactive Broker studio. He says he's based in Paris, but he's really a global citizen all over the world. You're living I run on into a plane or something? Everywhere, <laughs> Berlin, Dubai, all of these uh, different places because this is a global industry to say the least. Great to see you. Thank you. Happy New Year, belatedly. Great to see you too, thank um, you. So talk to us about some of these predictions. My favorite actually is the first one, uh, and I'll tell you why, because it's Blackstone raises $25 billion in a month. And you know, Carol and I have a joke because we spent a lot of time with Steve Schwartzman, and one of the things he likes to do is say, go big. And mm-hmm. why wouldn't they raise $25 billion? It's not the craziest idea. It may be crazy for next year, I mean, for this year, but I mean, I guess that in the next years, this is going to happen. And this actually may not, it may not need a month. It may need a minute. Right. Uh, The reason why is that private equity is obviously uh, interesting to many now, including the retail market. And uh, as you know, the SEC will be putting out some new rules uh, that basically allow the public, maybe not all of the public, but a lot of it, to actually invest in private equity funds. And and that's a reason to go, I guess that's another reason to go big. Right. One of the other things you point out, and this is uh, is one very close to something we talk about a lot, is SoftBank uh, and the Vision Fund and how, Mm -hmm. and we're, you know, sort of getting more into the world of venture capital here momentarily, but, or for a moment, but, uh, you know, you have a bold, uh, outrageous prediction that they'll raise $150 billion. I mean, They've raised huge amounts of money uh, so far. I mean, the first Vision Fund was $100 billion. Indeed. Uh, it was actually the largest, and it's yeah. still, I guess, the largest uh, fund up there. And $150 billion would obviously be the new largest uh, fund out there. Uh, it's actually four times the number two funds, fund. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's 26 so yes, they already have a lot of money and they should have more, I, I guess. I love though, as a caveat to this is, I mean, a lot of that money comes what specifically from state connected entities in China, correct? Yes. There's a nice little circle there. Uh, yes, <laughs> indeed, indeed. And then that's, uh, you know, that's because of what's going on in this world. I mean, China is obviously taking a big piece of the, of the action and I guess they want to put money into private equity everywhere. Uh, they've been buying Africa basically through private equity and, and other other areas. So, I mean, why the not? The state-owned entities. Yes, yes, yes. You also talk uh, a little bit about CPPIB, the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board. One of the most admired, I think, investors out there, they really pioneered in many ways, along with some of the other Canadian pensions, this direct investment uh, model. And I think you and I have talked about that uh, over the years. What's the what's the sort of outrageous prediction there and what's underneath it? The prediction is that they will put out a 50 year fund. Mm. Uh, Many people in this space feel that, you know, investing for five years or 10 years is not enough and that if you find a good investment, you should keep it. Uh, and some other uh, people, you know, pensioners feel that if, if they can put their money at 10% a year forever, 
That's obviously good. Hence this prediction. Not so outrageous, actually. So, okay, I find this a little outrageous. Uh, Warren Buffett's uh, Berkshire Hathaway say launching a private equity division. I had to remind myself. I knew he had made some comments that were critical of PE. I just had to remember. But in the past, he has said specifically, we have seen a number of proposals from private equity funds where the returns are really not calculated in a manner that I would regard as honest. Uh, if I were running a pension fund, I would be very careful about what was being offered to me. So is he saying, I'm going to do a private equity? If he does this, he's going to say, I can do a private equity fund that is more transparent and better than the ones that are existing? I mean, this is kind of interesting to th this, you know, thought. I think what he's prediction. doing is already private equity, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. He is already buying control positions in companies that need, you know, something. And this is what PE people are doing. So here the prediction is that he would change, you know, f the format of uh, of this fund, but that's it. I mean, the, I guess the business itself would, would basically be the same. So wait, wait, so would this be a fund that others can then tap into? I guess so? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Well, Fully and open to others. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and look, I mean, he's partnered with 3G. I mean, he's yeah. gotten into the private equity business, at least from an arm's length uh, perspective. Uh, one more outrageous, and then we're going to take a break and, and come back. Uh, Chuck Schwab buys KKR. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck being Henry Kravitz's boss, I don't quite see it, but go on. Well, I, I'm not sure this is the, the main idea here. <laughs> uh, the main idea is that main, you know, main, mainstream uh, asset managers yeah. want to become big also in private equity and that the best way to get there quickly is to buy something that's there and some buy something that's big. Right. Uh, so that's, that's the reason. You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week. Carol Master, along with Jason Kelly, our guest at this hour, Antoine Drian, chairman of Triago. Um, Antoine, I feel like a day doesn't go by, a week doesn't go by, where there is certainly some concern about the growing power of the private markets in which private equity plays. Um, what does the private equity industry, what are, what's on their mind, what do they need to be concerned about in regards to maybe future legislation or regulation? There's going to be more regulation because there's going to be more people involved and, and, and more, uh, you know, more of the retail side. So there is going to be more. There's already a lot, actually. And I think uh, this is an industry where LPs play a big role. LPs are, I mean, investors in this asset class are, you know, big pension funds or other institutions of the same type. And they, they come with their own regulation. And it's mm. actually quite tough. Right, um, and they're and they're upping the pressure. It sounds like, right? I mean, they're demanding more transparency around fees, around the ultimate investments that funds make, right? Yeah, I mean, they they want to understand what their money is uh, is used for, and uh, and where they invest, etc. Just to make sure that they can, you know, invest with the same groups uh, over and over. Um, so yes, they are doing that. So, in terms of anything new that might come down. How do you see it? What, what specifically might come down as more regulation on the industry? Uh, more transparency, for sure. Um, what does that mean, like in terms of reporting or like what? Yeah, more, more, more reporting, more, uh, more thought behind valuations. Uh, it's already much, much better than 10, 15 years ago. You know, 10, 15 years ago, you had different prices for the same asset bought at the same time. Right. Uh, in different reports today, you pretty much have the same number uh, for one main reason, and it's called the secondary market. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if a fund trades on a market and the discount is huge compared to others because marks are 
you know, way up there, uh, that's one reason. That's that's one reason to to look very closely at your numbers. And what about the political side? I mean, we are in a in a U.S. presidential election year. We've had Elizabeth Warren and others come out and call out private equity specifically and by name. You know, she's talked about Blackstone uh, and others. How seriously are the private equity managers taking that? How seriously should they take it in your estimation? I think they are. I, I've read the word scapegoat somewhere today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think they have to be uh, aware that this is coming. Uh, we had that in Europe already a few years ago. Right. So, I mean, as a, as a European, I, I know what it means. Um, and I did th- it change behavior in Europe? I think it changed the way that private equity players were describing them themselves yeah. and, and their language, and, and they put a lot of... Uh, you know, they, they put a lot of work into showing the people how many jobs they were creating, what value they were bringing to the market, etc. So they were, they, were going at, uh, they were doing a good job in, in showing people that they were not bad. Right. Well, I think that's what's hard about private equity, the industry, right? There's contrasts. I mean, I think there's that side where they make investments that other folks would not even touch, certainly not the traditional banking world or financial world or even, you know, the public market. So there's that service. And then there's the other that feels like buy a property, clean it out, get rid of all the costs, sell it, make a profit, move on. So, you know, there's that message that and maybe a little bit, there is a little bit of both yeah. <laughs> of that going on. Well, at the end of the day, I think that private equity has indeed created a lot of jobs and a lot of value. And I think many studies showed that. There are obvi- obviously a few counterexamples of private equity shops that didn't behave very well. But mm-hmm. if you look at it deeply, I mean, it's really a small number of firms and people. The vast majority are doing a great job in, in providing, again, uh, value to to their investors and uh, and and to companies they're they're uh, owning, and yet you know going back to something you said, they do have a, a public relations problem to to a large extent because Elizabeth Warren can catch a lot yeah. of uh, attention, and maybe it's the power of the language and and the power of the rhetoric, but the narrative does you know this goes back to a previous presidential election where Mitt Romney you know suffered pretty mightily and it may have lost the election you know owing to uh, that association i agree 100% i think that they they all have to make sure that their communication is getting better and that mm-hmm. they actually tell people what they're doing and, right. and and people will understand that this is this is okay right right well it'll be interesting to see too if private equity can get ahead and and be a part of at least this movvement it feels like to companies and investors acting in a much more holistic way right, right? you know exactly. and not just thinking about uh, the end investor Antoine Drian always a treat to catch up with you chairman of Triago you can check out online uh, his outrageous predictions uh, for private equity in 2020 and and some not so outrageous they're not so outrageous <laughs> and uh, they tend to come at least partially true some of them so uh, check that out always grateful to him for stopping by amid his world travel